I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 152 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today, I'm going to talk about presidential execution orders. Well, if you've been following the news at all, you know that Donald Trump ordered an airstrike that ended up killing a prominent Iranian general. This was after a bit of a fracas at the American embassy in Iraq. Uh, Most people think that Iran was behind this and the general was there planning uh, nefarious things. Uh, the most interesting thing or the funniest thing to me was Mike Pompeo running around claiming that America is committed to, quote, de-escalation. Because, you know, nothing says de-escalate like offing a foreign general in a completely different country. Um, kind of laughable. Interestingly, the Iraqi government has condemned the American actions and says that uh, they violated the terms of uh, America's presence in their country. Although I suspect most Americans just assume Iraq is now part of America because after all, uh, America, quote unquote, won a war there. Uh, The whole thing is frustrating to me, and and I posted about it on my Facebook page, and I called it an execution, just like I did uh, a moment ago in in this podcast. And and I've gotten some pushback on that. People have objected to me calling it an execution. They say, well, Mike, this is a general who is an enemy of the United States. We're at war with Iran. He was planning action against Americans, perfectly justifiable to take him out, not properly termed an execution. I disagree because there's a huge problem with this argument. America's not at war with Iran, at least not legally. There has been no declaration of war. Therefore, he is not an enemy general uh, in the legal definition of the terms. Therefore, this was an execution that was unilaterally ordered by the President of the United States. You know, this whole thing is the product of the tangled mess that the U.S. has made out of its foreign policy because for decades it has not followed the Constitution when it comes to war powers. And, you know, as I'm thinking about this, I think people tend to look at military action in isolation. They make the mistake of putting things or pulling things out of the broader context. Uh, they'll say, Iranian general, bad. He was planning to kill Americans enemy. Good to kill him. And in a vacuum, I guess this makes sense, but foreign policy doesn't happen in a vacuum. I mean, we can trace issues with Iran all the way back to 1953 when the CIA toppled the illegitimate Iranian government for oil. So while you're thinking, how dare the Iranians interfere with Americans in Iraq? And please pause for a moment to consider how absurd that sentence actually is. 
An Iranian would be just as justified to say, how dare Americans interfere with Iranians in Iran? I have no doubt that the Iranian general was probably a bad guy with nefarious plans. I also have no doubt that there are a lot of American politicians who are bad guys with nefarious plans. And that's exactly why the Constitution took the power to make war out of the hands of the president. They did not want it to rest in the hands of a single person. And I'm going to say this emphatically. Donald Trump did not have any constitutional or legal authority to order the execution or the killing, if you prefer a softer term, of this Iranian general. You know, as George Washington said, the Constitution vests the power of declaring war with Congress. Therefore, no offensive expedition of importance can be undertaken until they have deliberated upon the subject and authorized such a measure. I think killing a prominent general of a foreign country qualifies as an expedition of importance. So, separation of war powers, an extremely important constitutional concept. The Congress is supposed to decide when to take military action, and then the president executes the will of Congress, not the other way around. James Madison wrote, The Constitution supposes what the history of all governments demonstrates, that the executive is the branch of power most interested in war and most prone to it. It has accordingly, with studied care, vested the question of war in the legislature. And Madison also wrote, The separation of the power of declaring war from that of conducting it is wisely contrived to exclude the danger of its being declared for the sake of its being conducted. I mean, a cynical person might say that Donald Trump uh, brewed all of this up in order to deflect from impeachment or to help his re-election bid. Now, that may or may not be true, but it's certainly a possibility. That's why a single individual is not supposed to have the power to conduct military operations on his own whim. You know, Madison called this the wisest part of the Constitution. He wrote, In no part of the Constitution is more wisdom to be found than in the clause which confides the question of war or peace to the legislature and not to the executive department. Now, some people are going to argue, well, Mike, this isn't really war. You know, this is just a military action. We don't have to have congressional approval for that. Well, constitutional scholar Rob Nadelson wrote about the legal meaning of the word war uh, back in 2011. He wrote, founding era dictionaries and other sources, both legal and lay, tell us that when the Constitution was approved, war consisted of any hostilities initiated by a sovereign over opposition. A very typical dictionary definition was, quote, the exercise of violence under sovereign command against such as oppose. He said, I have found no suggestion in any contemporaneous sources that operations of the kind the U.S. is conducting were anything but war. Uh, Michael Bolden went on and he said this, All U.S. military actions qualify as violence under sovereign command, and attacks, whether for strategic, political, or humanitarian purposes, are always over opposition. So, this is certainly an act of war. And it was taken unilaterally by the president with no congressional approval or consideration whatsoever. It is illegal and unconstitutional. Now, I can hear some people saying, well, Mike, you know, who really cares? Why is this important? I mean, American lives were at risk. The president had to take action. Uh, You know, he did the right thing. He is uh, protecting our interests. And, you know, you can make all kinds of pragmatic arguments. I'm really not interested in, in getting into all of that right now. But let me make one thing very clear. 
I want to make a very important point here. Please listen to what I'm about to say. If the president can do whatever he pleases in foreign policy, if the president can do whatever he pleases to Iraqis or Iranians or or people over there, and you just tear down the boundaries on presidential power, that means that the president can do whatever he damn well wants to to you. When you strip away the restrictions on government power, when you just ignore them, you're erasing them forever. You can no longer appeal to them. You tear the fences down, the fences are gone. So by simply turning the other way or making excuses or saying, well, it doesn't matter, the president needs this power, don't complain when the executive branch or the Congress or whatever government functionary tramples all over your rights. We protect the least of these for a reason. I don't have any sympathy for this Iranian general. I'm sure he's an awful person. I'm sure he was planning nefarious things. But those nefarious things are a product of nefarious things the United States has been doing for years. Presidents have drug us into war after war after war. It has to end. We need to follow the Constitution on war. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor, spread the word. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. I appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you next time.